Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. Jeremiah chapter 37. Zedekiah, son of Josiah, reigned as king in the land of Judah, in place of Coniah, son of Jehoiakim, for King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had made him king. He and his officers and the people of the land did not obey the words of the Lord that he spoke through the prophet Jeremiah. Nevertheless, King Zedekiah sent Jehuchel, son of Shelemiah and Zephaniah, son of Messiah the priest, to the prophet Jeremiah, requesting, Please pray to the Lord our God on our behalf. Jeremiah was going about his daily tasks among the people, for he had not yet been put up to the, into the prison. Pharaoh's army had left Egypt, and when the Chaldeans who were besieging Jerusalem heard the report, they withdrew from Jerusalem. The word of the Lord came to the prophet Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. This is what you will say to Judah's king, who is sending you to inquire of me. Watch, Pharaoh's army which has come out to help you, is going to return to its own land in Egypt. The Chaldeans will then return and fight against the city. They will capture it and burn it. This is what the Lord says. Don't deceive yourselves by saying, The Chaldeans will leave us for good, for they will not leave. Indeed, if you were to strike down the entire Chaldean army that is fighting you, and there remained among them only the badly wounded men, each in his own tent, they would get up and burn this city. When the Chaldean army withdrew from Jerusalem because of Pharaoh's army, Jeremiah started to leave Jerusalem to go to the land of Benjamin to claim his portion there among the people. But when he was at the Benjamin gate, an officer of the guard was there, whose name was Erejah, son of Shelemiah, son of Hananiah. And he apprehended the prophet Jeremiah, saying, You are defecting to the Chaldeans. That's a lie, Jeremiah replied. I am not defecting to the Chaldeans. Erija would not listen to him, but apprehended Jeremiah and took him to the officials. The officials were angry at Jeremiah and beat him and placed him in jail in the house of Jonathan the scribe, for it had been made into a prison. So Jeremiah went into a cell in the dungeon and stayed there for many days. King Zedekiah later sent for him and received him in this house privately and asked him, Is there a word from the Lord? There is, Jeremiah responded. He continued, You will be handed over to the king of Babylon. Then Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, How have I sinned against you or your servants or these people that you have put me in prison? Why are your prophets who prophesied to you claiming the king of Babylon will not come against you in this land? So now please listen, my lord the king. May my petition come before you. Don't send me back to the house of Jonathan the scribe or I will die there. So King Zedekiah gave orders and Jeremiah was placed in the guard's courtyard. He was given a loaf of bread each day from the Baker Street until all the bread was gone from the city. So Jeremiah remained in the guard's courtyard. Jeremiah chapter 38. Now Shephatiah son of Matan, Gildaliah son of Pasher, Jukal son of Shelemiah, and Pasher son of Malachiah, heard the words of Jeremiah was speaking to all the people. This is what the Lord says, Whoever stays in this city will die by sword, famine, and plague. But whoever surrenders to the Chaldeans will survive. He will retain his life like the spoils of war and will live. This is what the Lord says. This city will most certainly be handed over to the king of Babylon's army, and he will capture it. 
The officials then said to the king, This man ought to die, because he is weakening the morale of the warriors who remain in the city and all the people by speaking to them in this way. This man is not pursuing the welfare of this people, but their harm. King Zedekiah said, Here he is, he's in your hands, since a king can't do anything against you. So they took Jeremiah and dropped him into the cistern of Melchiah, the king's son, who was in the guard's courtyard, lowering Jeremiah with ropes. There was no water in the cistern, only mud, and Jeremiah sank in the mud. But Ebed-Melech, the Cushite court official in the king's palace, heard Jeremiah had been put into the cistern, while the king was sitting at the Benjamin gate. Ebed-Melech went from the king's palace and spoke to the king, My lord the king, these men have been evil and all they have done to the prophet Jeremiah. They have dropped him into the cistern where he will die from hunger, because there is no more bread in the city. So the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Cushite, Take from here thirty men under your authority, and pull the prophet Jeremiah up from the cistern before he dies. So Ebed-Melech took the men under his authority, and went to the king's palace to a place below the storehouse. From there he took old rags and worn-out clothes, and lowered them by ropes to Jeremiah in the cistern. Ebed-Melech the Cushite called down to Jeremiah, Place these old rags and clothes between your armpits and the ropes. Jeremiah did this. They pulled him with the ropes and lifted him out of the cistern, but he remained in the guard's courtyard. King Zedekiah sent for the prophet Jeremiah and received him at the third entrance of the Lord's temple. The king said to Jeremiah, I am going to ask you something. Don't hide anything from me. Jeremiah replied to Zedekiah, If I tell you, you will kill me, won't you? Besides, if I give you advice, you won't listen to me anyway. King Zedekiah swore to Jeremiah in private, As the Lord lives, who has given us this life, I will not kill you or hand you over to these men who intend to take your life. Jeremiah therefore said to Zedekiah, This is what the Lord, the God of armies, the God of Israel, says. If indeed you surrender to the officials of the king of Babylon, then you will live. The city will not be burned, and you and and your household will survive. But if you do not surrender to the officials of the king of Babylon, then the city will be handed over to the Chaldeans, they will burn it, and you yourself will not escape from them. But King Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, I am worried about the Judeans who have defected to the Chaldeans. They may hand me over to the Judeans to abuse me. They will not hand you over, Jeremiah replied. Obey the Lord in what I am telling you, so that it may go well for you and you can live. But if you refuse to surrender, this is a verdict that the Lord has shown me. All the women who remain in the palace of Judah's king will be brought out to the officials of the king of Babylon and will say to you, Your trusted friends misled you and overcame you. Your feet sank into the mire and they deserted you. All your wives and children will be brought out to the Chaldeans. You yourself will not escape from them. For you will be seized by the king of Babylon, and this city will burn. Then Zedekiah warned Jeremiah, Don't let anyone know about this conversation, or you will die. The officials may hear that I have spoken with you, and come and demand of you. Tell us what you said to the king. Don't hide anything from us, and we won't kill you. Also, what did the king say to you? 
If they do, tell them, I was bringing before the king my petition that he not return me to the house of Jonathan to die there. All the officials did come to Jeremiah, and they questioned him. He reported the exact words to them that the king had commanded, and they quit speaking with him because the conversation had not been overheard. Jeremiah remained in the guards' courtyard until the day that Jerusalem was captured, and he was there when it happened. First Peter chapter 3 In the same way, wives, submit yourself to your own husbands so that, even if some disobey the word, they may be won over without a word by the way their wives live, when they observe your pure, reverent lives. Don't let your beauty consist of outward things like elaborate hairstyles and wearing gold jewelry or fine clothes, but rather what is inside the heart the imperishable quality of a gentle, quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For in the past, the holy women who put their hope in God also adorned themselves in this way, submitting to their husbands, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. You have become her children when you do what is good and do not fear any intimidation. Husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as with a weaker partner, showing them honor as co-heirs of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. Finally, all of you be like-minded and sympathetic, love one another, and be compassionate and humble, not paying back evil for evil or insult for insult, but, on the contrary, giving a blessing, since you were called for this so that you may inherit a blessing. For the one who wants to love life and to see good days Let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit, and let him turn away from evil and do what is good. Let him seek peace and pursue it, because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do what is evil. Who then will harm you if you are devoted to what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness, you are blessed. Do not fear them or be intimidated, but in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do this with gentleness and reverence, keeping a clear conscience so that when you are accused, those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil." For Christ also suffered for the sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in which he also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in the past were disobedient, when God patiently waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared. In it a few, that is, eight people, were saved through water, Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as the removal of dirt from the body, but as the pledge of a good conscience towards God, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. 
The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.